You're listening to Spice Radio, 12 near AM with Min Karen Audula, and we are speaking to Ramnik Johal. She is a reporter with Press Progress, and we're talking about her piece she published last week on how international students are dying from overdoses at an alarming rate, but BC's government isn't tracking the problem. We're also going to discuss what the reaction has been around this piece and what the government has said. Ramnik, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. So please tell us, how did you discover this issue of international students, you know, dying from overdoses at an alarming rate? Give us the background. Yeah, so I mean, this unfortunately isn't a new problem. And I, when I started here at Press Progress, one of the things that I really wanted to dig deeper into was this web of exploitation that international students face when they come to Canada, whether it is through their colleges, whether, whether it is through other struggles, whether whether it is through mental health. And so I had been speaking with a number of advocates who had been doing work um, in this area, including um, Kulpreet Singh from uh, SAMA, the South Asian Mental Health Association. And Kulpreet had kind of informed me about this, again, anecdotally months ago. I had spoken to other colleagues who, who work in this area, and they really had been, been sounding the alarm for, for months, uh, if, not, if not the last year or two. Um, but again, there was no way to track the problem. And so for me, as a, as a reporter, I was looking for the numbers to be able to illustrate this problem, but they simply, they weren't there. And, uh, so I just kind of dig deeper to talk to other folks on the ground, uh, particularly in Surrey to see what was going on, because I heard from a number of people that this was in fact an issue. And I think the part that was so troubling is when you talked about the fact that like the Gudwara in Surrey particularly had to take over. Can you tell us about what role they played in this? Yeah, so um, Gudwara Dukhnavaran in Surrey uh, did play a role in helping repatriate, send these bodies back to India um, out of pocket. So they've been raising funds uh, through the Gudwara and really that is a result of a lack of direct and decisive government action really. Uh, there, there has been, you know, this, whether it is anecdotal awareness of this issue, um, and many families have been uh, approaching uh, the Gurdwara families in India about their, their, their children who came to Canada and unfortunately uh, died due to drug overdose or other reasons. And they, yeah, they've been contacting the Gurdwara for help just because funeral, funeral costs are very high and, and sending a body back to India is not a, you know, it's, it's a very complex process. And a lot of these families just really didn't know where to look, and they definitely don't have this information readily available for them when, they're, when their kids come to Canada. So it really just shows this kind of gap uh, in terms of understanding, in terms of the fact that also parents are putting really everything that they have to send their, their children to Canada for a better life, and they're definitely not planning for this worst-case scenario and how to, um, unfortunately, pay the cost financially and emotionally that, that come with that. Ramnik, I'm a mom of three teenagers. Or many a news pada when I read this article, it, it shook me to my core. Now, do you think that the approach uh, towards this problem of drug overdose, mental health issues, should be looked at with a different lens, maybe being more culturally sensitive when it comes to our community? Yeah, definitely. And that's what the experts that I've spoken to are saying. So culprit. Um, there's also Gurkirat, who does some work with uh, SODA, which is uh, another organization that works with international students specifically. Um, and some, in some cases, there are a lack of culturally, cult- 
culturally specific resources, um, and there is really this lack of outreach in in a broad kind of regard from the government to this to this population. And we saw in a 2019 report from Fraser Health that uh, South Asian men, particularly at the time, uh, were being disproportionately impacted by the overdose crisis in Surrey, particularly. And we haven't necessarily seen this kind of concerted, targeted effort to combat that. And obviously within the community, uh, those who are within the South Asian community, myself included, can understand some of these cultural stigmas and barriers. It's not really something that mental health and and drug use is something that is looked at with a lot of shame, Um, but that might also shame people into using drugs alone or not telling anybody that they're using drugs, which uh, is, as we know, the most dangerous dangerous way uh, to, to use. And again, some of these students are really being forced into these really difficult situations with, with no real support systems here or no knowledge of where to look because they're really, they fear um, deportation and, and other uh, consequences. Now, Ramnik, it's been nearly a week since you published this piece. What is the response that you're getting from the government? Uh, from the government specifically, I had a call with the uh, Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Jennifer, Minister Whiteside, um, and we had a chat kind of about what the government is doing in the immediate aftermath of this uh, this issue being raised by community members, and Minister Whiteside informed me that they have already reached out to groups on the ground in Surrey uh, to try and discuss with people who are the experts on the ground who are facing this issue and crisis every single day uh, to learn more about what they say they need um, so that the government can de- deploy a response. Um, there has been some criticism as well, of course, uh, that the government's response has been more reactive than proactive, uh, but we can, some of the community members that I've spoken to can, can appreciate the fact that they are at least making an effort and uh, committing themselves to uh, addressing the issue. Ramnik, what are the changes that you would like to see when it comes to assisting our students who are coming from India? Um, I think, well, first and foremost, I think the information is is lacking. And and what I've heard through the many conversations I've had with people who have dedicated their careers to this, um, there is a real lack of, there isn't a system that kind of helps students integrate from the moment they, they arrive. And a lot of nonprofit organizations are stepping in to kind of fill the gap of resources and knowledge and so really we aren't setting up our international students in a way to succeed and I've heard through a lot of these experts including both Gulpreet and Gurgitas that there needs to be more involvement from their post-secondary institutions so the colleges and universities that students are attending and are paying extremely high tuition much higher than domestic tuition there needs to be support from these institutions uh, to help students and provide them with resources related to mental health, related to these these issues of drug overdose, so that when they come here, they aren't really unsure of where to look or where to turn to, because again, this leaves many students feeling uh, extremely isolated and again, removed from their families in an entirely new country uh, and just unsure of where to look for support. So I think in the immediate, uh, those are some things that definitely need to be addressed. And Ramnik, for people especially who may not be involved in this kind of work, are there ways that people in the community can show their support? 
Yeah, I think definitely there are a number of organizations. Like I mentioned, Suda, I mentioned uh, SAMAS, the South Asian Mental Health Association, uh, Kalsa Aid, uh, their Vancouver chapter and in the Lower Mainland does a lot of work in this area. One Voice Canada, uh, Team We Care, these are all organizations that, again, are often operating um, within their limited scope and within limited funding. And so whether it is referring people you know to these resources, uh, whether it is uh, donating to these organizations if you have the means to do so, um, and whether it is having a conversation with an international student, because I think that there is sometimes we hear from international students this, this divide when they come to to Canada between themselves and either older immigrants or Canadian-born uh, people, and they really do feel even further isolated from their community. So whether it is reaching out and having that conversation and within your own limited scope and understanding, trying to bridge that, that gap of, of knowledge and educating yourselves, yourselves in terms of what, what's happening with international students, uh, I think that's huge because I think that despite the fact that many people are aware of the struggles, uh, there still isn't uh, a system in place to address those both at a community level and at a government level. Ramnik, thank you so much for your time and thank you for bringing this story to light and awareness to it, a very, very important one. You take care. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye.